Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. The one question everyone has in sports right now, what will the Jets do with the quarterback situation? Well, let's get the thoughts of an expert. Michael Lombardi is a former NFL GM, has worked in front offices around the league. He's the host of the GM Shuffle podcast. Now the author of Football Done Right, Setting the Record, straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. Michael, it's Maggie and Perloff. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Everything's great. Thank you. Well, I mean, listen, football done right. What's Joe Douglas going to do right right now? Because he's got a situation, probably the worst one that any GM would have to face, which is you build all your hopes and dreams around Rodgers. It lasts four snaps. Can they really just <laughs> roll here with Zach Wilson, or do you think he's working the phones every hour of the day? No, I think he's got to roll with Zach Wilson. Look, you know, if there were 32 good quarterbacks in the league and 32 backups, we wouldn't have this sense of urgency. There, You know, it's hard to find them. It's a great quarterback. He drafted a guy the second pick overall in the draft, hmm. you know, that won some games for him last year. What they have to do is rally the organization. They were an Aaron Rodgers team. Four plays into their season, it went away. What they have to do is unify the team, and as the leader of the team, Salah's got to be able to go to his defensive staff and his defensive players and say, look, we're find ways to win games like we did on Monday night with our special teams, our defense will get turnovers. And then he's got to get Nathaniel Hackett to run an offense that is not Aaron Rodgers' offense. It's offense that will keep Zach Wilson from hurting us. And it's doable. I mean, I think it's really doable. I don't think it's that hard. I think they can do it. But I think they've got to be able to – to stop the talk about bringing somebody in. You know, when when Brady got hurt in 2007, the Patriots, unbeknownst to that, had already scheduled two workouts on uh, on the Monday before Brady even – before the game. They already had two workouts scheduled. And they canceled those workouts to send a message to the coaching staff, to the players, that they believed in Matt Castle, and I think that's what they have to do. I think they got to believe in Zach Wilson. Look, what's the alternative? You're going to bring Colt McCoy, and he's not going to stay healthy, right? <laughs> it's going to be – it's hard. Who's out there that you're going to get? Uh, this Brady talk is ridiculous. Mike, I've uh, you know we're both listeners to the podcast, so I think we know your views on Nathaniel Hackett. But there's sort of a storyline. <laughs> <laughs> there's a storyline out there that Hackett's offense is pretty complicated, and that makes it harder to bring somebody in – uh, you know, th- we were saying like, well, can he simplify to some extent? And is Nathaniel Hackett the guy for this assignment right now? Well, I don't think his, his runs the West Coast offense. And so, you know, you want Blake Bortles back? He could probably know it in about two minutes. He had him in Jacksonville. You want to bring him back? Uh, I, look, that's what he has to do. You know the scene in Apollo 13? To me, this is where the Jets are perfectly. In Apollo 13, when all those astronauts are stuck up in space and they can't get back, they take a box and they load mm. this box into a conference room and they dump it on a table and they say, we got to take this, turn it into that using nothing but this. 
That's the Jets. That's Joe Douglas. That's what he has to do. And Nathaniel Hackett has to do the same thing. He's got to come up with an offense. Forget about it being Nathaniel Hackett's offense. This has got to be the right offense for the Jets to win. All this nonsense about, oh, well, we got great stats and, you know, the analytical community loves what we're doing. If you don't win, what is it? I mean, you know, everybody loves the Chargers. They haven't forced a punt in six quarters. Right? I mean, like, come on. Michael Lombardi is joining us. Got a new book out, Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and the history of the NFL. Michael, I mean, if you're going to basically have to make a new offense for Zach Wilson, why wouldn't you be scouring someone else's roster to try to get at least an upgrade from Wilson? I mean, it feels to me a bit like ego that they even made Zach Wilson the backup to Aaron Rodgers. Like, no one thought the kid could play, and you were going to go into the season with a 40-year-old quarterback. They probably should have done what San Francisco did, which is, have even though Trey Lance was taken third overall, they brought Sam Darnold in at least yeah. as, like, a buffer, and the Jets didn't do that. Right. Well, I don't – look, I, I think we're – they're not going to change – the offense. They're going to run the offense that they have that fits Zach Wilson. There's parts of that West Coast offense that Nathaniel learned from his father, Paul, through time that they're going to run. And they're going to pick out the system and the plays and the concepts that Wilson runs effectively. So they're not changing the offense for him. So that, that, but I, I agree with you. I, I worry more. Look, Zach can throw it. He's got a great arm, but I worry about him handling the pressure. I worry about is it too big for him? I worry about Kenny going to Dallas and all those people and play well. And then it's not playing well one game. It's playing well every game. That's the hard thing. And, and I don't – I mean, I'm not in that building, but my sense of it is when he walked on that field, I just looking at him, I didn't get the sense that he was – thought he was ever going to play. Mm. <laughs> and he did not look like, to me, confident – that he was ever going to play. Now, he's had a week to prepare, but so is Dan Quinn down in Dallas. So when you take over like that, right, you you kind of catch the defense by surprise a little bit because they don't know quite what you're going to do. Dan Quinn now knows what they'll do with him. He knows it'll be a lot of screens. He knows it'll be a lot of easy throws uh, to make it more comfortable for Zach, and Zach's going to have to prove he can play well. So, Mike, your new book, Football Done Right, uh, I know you started out with Bill Walsh. Did you... Who did you have more of in the book, Bill Walsh or Bill Belichick? Because I, I was thinking about, we're talking a lot about offensive systems. It seems to me Bill Walsh is, you know, I know Paul Brown, but Bill Walsh really invented a lot of this stuff. Yeah. What What is, uh, so which coach do you reference more? <laughs> I think I reference Paul Brown more because without Paul Brown, I don't think there would be coaches. I mean, mm. you know, I was with Coach Walsh and we did a lot of things that that he learned from Paul. Now, the thing about Walsh that made him so unique and so incredible was he was truly an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur isn't somebody who comes up with an idea. An entrepreneur is somebody who takes an existing idea and makes it better. That's what Walsh was able to do, and that's where the West Coast offense came from. But pretty much the infrastructure of what we did under Walsh, he learned from Paul Brown. Mm. And all these coaches, Salah, all these guys that deposit their checks, we wouldn't have a profession of coaches if it wasn't for Paul Brown. I, I find it hard to believe that the Coach of the Year Award isn't named after Paul Brown. I mean, he started it. He's the infrastructure. He's the Bill Gates of the NFL. You know, you talk about scouting. You talk about the 40 time. You talk about game planning. You talk about guys in the press box. You talk about headsets. It all came from Paul. 
you know, we should honor that. We should remember that in the league. It's really important that people study this because, look, the Eagles run a six-back offense. That's a single-wing offense. Mm. When I used to get on the team bus with the 49ers, I had to sit behind Coach Walsh. And when I sat behind him, you know, he would be doodling Clark Shaughnessy plays. Joe Burrow just signed for $55 million a year. Clark Shaughnessy is the guy that made the quarterback position popular with the T formation. If it wasn't for Clark Shaughnessy, we may not have quarterbacks yet. Clark can't even get a sniff in the Hall of Fame. Mike, when you look around the NFL landscape today, who's the innovator? Who's the guy that in 20 years from now you're going to be writing about? A young coach, not Belichick. uh, Well, I think it'll be – I mean, Kyle really innovates. I think he's done a really good job of of taking his dad's system and modifying it to tailor it. And then when you you innovate, when you get new pieces, right? You innovate like with McCaffrey. Now we have – a positionless offense. I, I think Arthur Smith does a really good job running the ball in Atlanta. I mean, he's very creative. He finds a way to get that half a man advantage in the run game. And he's got a lot of players that he can interchange. And he really doesn't have a tight end that he can run behind because Pitts, for whether the media calls him a tight end, that's wonderful, but he's not a tight end. He do not block anybody. So, you know, that's kind of what he's able to do. And, you know, obviously McVay took his spin on it. I think those guys are really good at what they're doing. You know, McDaniels, when you watch his offense, when when it's a seven-on-seven game in Miami like it was out in Los Angeles, that offense is hard to stop. Now, it's not all the, all the time that way when they play against the better defenses. Michael Lombardi joining us, former NFL GM, of course, author of the new book, Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. You know, Michael, I want to get your thoughts on Justin Fields, can he ever become <laughs> a great quarterback? I, you know, I just I, I laugh. I, 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 look, I, I try to lower the expectations on Justin Fields. I think it's really unfair to the kid. You know that we have people out there talking about him being an MVP candidate. Like, can we just complete some passes down the <laughs> field? You know, I mean, I went to uh, I went to uh, look at quarterback ratings based on the analytics and. I mean, I must have missed it. I got to go to Pearl Vision Center, but they had Jordan Love. They had Jordan Love and Justin Fields graded the same after that game. I watched that tape. I watched it here on my computer. I mean, that's not even close, right? Justin Fields has got to get a rhythm to his game. He's got to get some timing. He's got. They got to find what he does well. He's not going to be a rhythm thrower. He's going to be a high-low reader, and he's got to run the ball. He's a six-back offense runner. And he's got to become more accurate. One of the criticisms of coming out of college was his release and the way he changed in terms mm. of when the game speeds up. He doesn't throw the ball consistently with accuracy. And that's really important. I write about it in the book. Brett Favre once said, you know, all quarterbacks can throw the ball through the door. Good ones can hit the doorknob. <laughs> the great ones throw it through the keyhole. And Justin's not throwing it through the do- keyhole. And that's what it's going to be to be great. Mike, uh, obviously a lot of overreactions after week one. Is it an overreaction, all the hype around the Dallas Cowboys defense? Or, you know, is that the rain and the Giants playing poorly? Or should we expect them to keep this going? You know, I think it's – look, they're going to be a good team. We know this. But they're not going to have an easy time like they did against the Giants. The Giants, I thought, in my opinion, I thought the Giants forgot who they are. You know, what made the Giants successful last year was slow the game down, run the football, play action, you know, don't let Daniel Jones hurt us, you know, but they gave him 40 million and they wanted to show that they're a different team. I, I don't think that's who they are, whether they paid Daniel 40 million or paid him 4 million. I think they have to play it close to the vest. They have to play from in front. 
They've got to play from in front because if they get from behind, all of a sudden Evan Neal, their right tackle, gets exposed. They lose Thomas. Now that offensive line gets exposed. You know, one of the things we have to do and in, 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 as head coaches have to do and personnel, we have to understand who we are as a team. That's the shift that's going to happen in Florham Park. We were this team. Now we've got to become this team. And I think the Giants kind of got caught up a little bit in trying to become something different than they are. They need to be what they were last year. Get the game in the fourth quarter, find a way to win it, make plays. You know, on that end, Michael Lombardi is joining us. Do you think the Ravens offense looked that much different in week (laughs) one? I don't think so at all, Maggie. I've been saying this for a while. I mean, I know the media has made a big deal out of Todd Monkton coming in there. Lamar Jackson, to me, is an under-center quarterback. He's not – I think he's better at under-center. I think he's a play-action-pass quarterback. I think the only play in football that the quarterback blocks somebody on is bootlegs and naked. And if he runs a bootleg or a naked, somebody's going with him on every play. And he also is a very good thrower in the middle of the field, from the numbers to the numbers. His best season, his MVP season, he had Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. He's got to control the middle of the field. I did not see a different offense. I thought their timing was off. Uh, you know, I know they I know they signed Odell, and I know that should just assure them a Super Bowl, but the reality of it is, mm-hmm. is I didn't see that. Mike, James Harden's still a Sixer. We don't have time to talk about it. we got a break in a oh, second. Yeah, no. but you're, you're a Sixer fan, too. You're yeah. a Sixer fan. It's don't bad. Run, don't run away on me now. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to run away. Are you stick, staying the course here? No, I, I don't know if I could do it. Another, I don't have it in me. I have to go to rehab again. I mean, I've been to rehab 18 times over the Sixers. I was at a Lionel Richie concert the other day in Wells Fargo, and I looked up there and I saw the batter from the 82, and I said, in my lifetime, there's never going to be another batter up nope. here. I'm not – I'm going to go with Spolster and the Heat, I think, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I thought you'd love the 76ers. They've got 100 coaches on the staff. Yeah, like That's your oh thing. They've got, yeah. they've got enough yeah, coaches got, for everybody. I, you know I love that, Maggie. You know, <laughs> what if they ever dedicated a monument to a committee? No, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nurse and company. Uh, Michael Lombardi, yeah. again, the new book is called Football Done Right, Setting the Record Straight on the Coaches, Players, and History of the NFL. Michael, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that.